Welcome to the D2C Slingshot Podcast. I'm your host, Lockie Thompson, and I'm also the founder of Social Slingshot, a paid advertising agency. This podcast is your go-to resource for e-commerce entrepreneurs seeking insights from industry leaders and experts. If you've magically stumbled across this podcast, I'm truly grateful you've chosen to listen. If you have any questions whatsoever or specific topics you'd like us to cover, do not hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at LockySocialSlingshot. While this podcast is tailored to the broader e-commerce community, if you're ever in need of direct marketing assistance, remember that Social Slingshot is here to help. Our mission is to drive as much success for as many e-commerce brands as possible by being the most results-driven and client-focused agency in the market. Now, with all the admin stuff taken care of, let's dive straight into today's episode. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to the D2C Slingshot podcast. Today, I'm joined with Ash from Creative Cacti. You just want to give yourself a quick introduction? Sure. So I'm Ash from Creative Cacti. I am a social media manager slash freelancer slash agency. I haven't really decided what area I want to go in, Um, but right now it's just me. So we'll leave it at freelancer. Um, but basically I help all sorts of brands with all of their social media needs. Yeah, cool. So just pretty much like just posting to Instagram, that's your main service or do you do other platforms or? Yeah. So it's mostly all the organic stuff that you see on your Facebook, your Instagram. So all of the stuff that's not sponsored, um, you'll see graphics, you'll see images. And then I do a little bit on TikTok as well. Um, which is super fun. And then there's always the the LinkedIn um, when someone does need it too. Yeah, that boring old platform. I, I hate <laughs> LinkedIn with a passion. Oh, really? Yeah. I, have a pretty, I have a pretty big profile on LinkedIn, so I actually quite like it. <laughs> ah, nice. It's full of like business professionals. I just find it like salesy as, and I, I much prefer Instagram. But Yeah, um, that's, yeah. Where all the, that's where all the money is though. My, all my biggest clients have been from LinkedIn. Oh, cool. So obviously you've worked with a lot of clients as well. You told me before we jumped on, you've worked with over 2000 brands. Just want to tell me a bit about how you've managed to do that. Um, A lot of work seeing as it's just me. (laughs) Um, But because I do a bit of everything, so when it comes to a one-off reel or even kind of going out and talking to someone's group, Um, I kind of count those as a business as well. So in terms of the amount of business I've worked with, yes, it's been over 2,000. Is it managing their entire Instagram? No, Um, but it is, you know, a real maybe for one. Sometimes they just want one here and there just to post easily. But yes, technically over 2,000, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you just spoke about talking, uh, you spoke about like doing one-off reels and that sort of thing. And I know you travel to Bali a lot. I uh, just want to tell me a little bit about those trips and what you actually offer for those sort of sorts of trips. Yes, so I'm pretty lucky that I guess I'm in the space now where um, I was first in the market for reels. So as soon as reels came out, I posted mine, and you know they were they were going really well for quite a bit until reels kind of plummeted and don't work anymore. Um, But the good thing is that people saw me as like the leader in the space. Um, So they kind of trusted me in that. And I was able to build a pretty big email list um, of businesses that I knew had an e-commerce business or had a product and that they were interested in reels. So in 2020, when I was either creating reels for the businesses, I was also doing an email about 
um, weekly tips on how they can film their own reels. You know, people were home, people had products to sell, people were working from home, but not really working from home. Um, so they wanted all those tips and all those, um, I guess, educational tools around how to actually film the reels themselves. So because of that, I built this amazing email database of over 5,000 people that have a product. And I kind of just leveraged that. I was going to Bali. Um, when was the first one? I was going to Bali with a group of friends. There was 10 of us going. And this was at no, this was not a business trip at all. But I was like, holy crap, like this villa is absolutely amazing. And I just had my real brain on and I was like, you know what? What if I got a skincare product over here and I just kind of filmed something in the bathroom? So I did send out an email to those 5,000 people. A couple, the email wasn't very good, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But a couple of businesses did reply and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And at that point, I think I was only charging like $80 to bring the product over. Um, so obviously they said yes for that. And then the content that I did ended up working really well and it was absolutely beautiful. And then from that, it kind of escalated into, okay, well, the next time I'm going to Bali, let's just make it just about business. Um, so how many businesses can I get on board? And by that point, the trip kind of paid for itself. I was probably still out of pocket based on the flights. Um, but then I knew that at that point I could market myself cause I'd never done that before. I was kind of just like, trust me, like, please just yeah. give me a product. Um, but that trip, I was like, you know what, let's just film myself filming all these reels in these amazing villas. Um, so I, so I did that and it worked. And now Bali is like a massive destination for content creators. There's literally content villas that you can hire just for two hours. You don't sleep in it or anything. You literally just hire it so that you can film content in there. So that's what we do. Yeah, that, that sounds sick. And yeah, something that I would be interested in getting in on because like like who doesn't want a holiday paid for pretty much? I know you're working and stuff like that, but I'm sure you're also enjoying like a couple it. of cocktails. <laughs> Oh yeah, obviously. And it's, it's crazy now. Like I'm for my next trip, which is in two weeks. Um, I'm going by myself. So this is going to be a hard one because last time I've always had someone with me, whether that's like mom helping me and on an Android trying to film and upload it to Facebook and stuff like that. But she was actually a pretty good help in terms of like needing like a hand in the um, reel or something like that. Um, But what I did last week was I reached out to a Girls in Bali Facebook group and I was just like, hey, I've got this villa. Can someone please just come and have fun with me? Like I'll shoot content for you for free. But, you know, I might need like someone to talk to or I might need you to put an awesome playlist on or something. Um, So I'm kind of building this like little mini community as well, which is really cool. So I've got three girls joining me um, and we're all kind of just going to have fun in the villa and go wild. Yeah, that sounds sick. Now, obviously, you wouldn't have been able to do this in your previous life. You you told me that you used to work for an agency as well. You just want to give me a, an insight into what the differences are like between working for an agency and more of like a freelance work from home or work from anywhere sort of lifestyle. Yeah. So in terms of for me, I I have an issue with authority. I don't like being told what to do or anything like that. I always think I'm right. Um, but I also never liked the idea of a nine to five or, um, hourly, even if you're on a salary, it kind of does work out to be like $35 an hour. And I just don't like trading my time for money or anything like that anymore. Um, 
so even my packages now, they're not based on an hourly work. It's kind of just a package. And sometimes I might do a little bit of work and sometimes I might do a lot of work. And I, I don't really care because I actually have the freedom to do the work whenever I want. Um, so the difference from the client in terms of getting an agency or someone like me is when you're at an agency, you're obviously paying that higher invoice. Um, but you are also getting about 10 people on your team, which sounds really good, but it's not that good because they don't, each person doesn't really understand the brand fully. Um, so when you do get someone like me, I'm like 100% devoted to your brand. I know all the ins, I know all the outs, I know your WordPress password for some reason. I definitely don't need it, but I know it. <laughs> like I know, I kind of know everything. I'm like, also people are messaging me like tips or should I post this story, Ash, or should I do this? I'm like, yeah, go for it, of course, whatever. Um, so you kind of get me as like that extra team member for your business, really. Yeah, and I'm pretty similar as well. I find like people that come from agencies to use my service, they're always like, oh, they were chopping and changing their team. There wasn't really any consistency. Like I was speaking to a yeah. manager one call and then like a junior the next call. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And yeah. then yeah, results and communication breaks down and yeah. it ends up being a sour relationship. And also when like if I was to go on holiday, like when I was working for an agency, a new person would have to jump in and manage the account. When I go on holiday now, I'm, I'm still, I'm bringing my laptop. Yeah, don't like go that, on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the goal for me because I, I it doesn't feel like work ever. Um, and obviously that would be hard for me to kind of find someone and teach them everything that I know and also help them understand the business in such a short period of time. Yeah. Um, so it's all it's always going to be me. You always get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, with your service, like, how do you measure success? Is it just posting like thirty creatives to Instagram and sort of leaving it like that? Like, you, the brand's just paying for your time, essentially, or are you actually measuring things like views, follower growth, or like how do you measure that success? Yeah. So organic organic um, posting is pretty hard to measure. Um, so basically what we're doing is all the clients that come on with me, they have, they have this understanding, right? So they know that posting on social media isn't going to equal them sales right from the beginning, right? They're understanding that the organic side of it, which is me, is creating the brand story. So there's no, oh, you only got three likes today. Oh, we lost 10 followers this month. There's nothing like that. And my clients already kind of understand that before they come with me. I've had a couple of people that don't really get the gist of that and then we never really work out. So I lost two clients today, I was telling you before this, and that was because the expectations were so high in the organic side of things. So the good thing about the different paid and organic social media is that I work closely with a lot of paid advertising, right? Because the, the paid is what gets the results. You can't really measure me, especially when they're all combined because it's just all data and it doesn't really make sense for me anyway. Yeah, like I love social media managers because like I don't have clients asking me to post or if they're inconsistent, I'm like, you guys need to get a social media manager just to become consistent. And you yeah. see results lift in the paid advertising efforts as well because, yeah, like you said, you're more about that storytelling and branding and that sort of thing. That's what people are looking when they go to, go online they're looking for an instagram page i know when my girlfriend's shopping she will look at the website briefly 
but oh, then yeah. go pretty much shop on Instagram yeah. and then she'll sure. go back and find something. And Definitely. same with restaurants as well. Like if they yeah. don't have good Instagram pictures, like I'm not going there. So yeah, Fine it's very important. I yeah. have one client at the moment. And I've been hounding them. They've posted like six times since the start of the year. I'm like, guys, if you will probably get like 50% extra lift in your paid advertising if you just invest in like posting some decent stuff on your organics. Uh, yeah, they're very closely tied together. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the time it is not so much like they need help with their social media side of things. The good thing about me is that I always kind of include a little mini strategy with all of my clients. Not every social media does that. Not every social media manager has to do that. Um, that's just something that I like doing just so that we do get results. Um, but a lot of the time they're kind of getting a social media manager just because they don't have time to yeah. post on social on Instagram or Facebook, especially TikTok. Um, but a lot of the time it's not necessarily because they don't know how to manage their socials because usually they do. Um, but yeah, it's just about kind of the time saving and it's one of the cheapest options, I guess, to one of the cheapest options, but also like one of the most necessary options really to build a brand. Yeah. It's all about consistency. And I know for me, like I have a social media manager as well. And if I didn't have her, they're like, I just wouldn't post or it would yeah. be really inconsistent. Like I might post three videos one day and then none for the rest of the week. <laughs> so yeah. And it helps me spread it out. Yeah. Because half the time the business owner is, you know, sitting on the couch, the blocks on and they're just like, oh shit, the ad's about to come on. Let's quickly just post something. And the yeah. thing that they post isn't ever going to work because they're not really thinking about it. There is no, none of that mini strategy that I do. They're kind of just posting because they feel like they have to. Yeah. Um, whereas when you do get someone like me on, I give you all of the posts 30 days in advance. So we know what's happening throughout all of October in September. Um, so we get to see kind of all the content pillars being ticked off. It's not, you know, two posts in a row. It's not even three posts in a row talking about the same thing. It's kind of incorporating all of those content pillars so that we're talking about different things so that the followers can, you know, not get bored or they don't press that unfollow button, but also so that we're attracting new followers. Yeah, for sure. And what about like three common misconceptions brands have when it comes to social media um, a lot of the time they think they need to post every single day. Um, you definitely don't need to do that. My lowest package or my most popular package is a three posts a week, um, which is 12 posts total for the month. Um, so that's kind of the minimum that I do. I think if you're posting two times, it's probably not enough. It just depends. You might do an organic two posts and then maybe like one reel. Um, I think as long as you're posting, this is on the grid, not necessarily a story. As long as you're posting at least three times a week, I think it's totally fine. Um, the other misconception I think is that you can't share like what you do or who you are or the things that you like. Um, I saw this post the other day about a social media manager saying that you should never post you know, if you're drinking a beer at the football or if you go to a concert or something like that, which is totally wild because in February I posted a reel of me at a concert. It had nothing to do with business or anything. It was just me enjoying my favourite DJ and in return for that I had four clients sign up with me because they were all interested in the same DJ, right? So we had like, we have those similarities and we have those like interests and once you are combined then business comes combined as well and then you kind of all you kind of friends um and that's the really cool part of working with 
clients one-on-one especially if it's just me as well um because you do have that relationship you know most of the time we're talking whatsapp um most of the time it's me saying hey like check this out we should do this it's really funny um so it's a little bit about that connection as well with obviously some boundaries you know we're not besties and we're not meeting yeah. up at the dj with our own beers and stuff like that um but i think it is important to get to know one another um which is yeah which is something i like to do with some of my clients not all of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and yeah i find that as well like the, the reason why i remember you is because you started posting content that you were filming for like a golf uh a golf course yeah. right so that's like stuff like that resonates with me and it's like not even what you do really like, yeah exactly. i only remember it because you're at the golf course <laughs> <laughs> and because of that i'm like this weird i mean this weird golf niche i'm also in this weird like pool building niche as well because like I always share me like doing something at my clients which is like honestly a five second thing and then in return I'm getting quite a lot of interest from those particular niches um which can be quite tricky because you don't want to stick to one niche I mean not necessarily me I've never been a person that wants to do that my only rule is don't work with real estate agents (laughs) um but you know there are obviously people that do want to go down that realm and as a social media coach as well, so I teach girls how to be a social media manager, I always tell them if you are super, super interested in one thing, then yes, go down the niche because it can be a lot easier um, because you are going to be like the leader in that space. But it can also be harder because the, you might not find a lot of golf clients around or they might have in-house social media managers. They might already have someone. So it can be quite tricky when you do kind of, you know, put yourself in like this rabbit hole of one particular client. But also, I like to have a lot of fun with all my different clients. So the reason that I am a social media manager is because I enjoy I enjoy doing different things every day. Like that was always my issue at a, at a real job, a real job. G'day D2C Slingshot listeners. Before we get back to our awesome discussion, I want to take a moment to share something special with you. Are you an e-commerce brand looking for clarity and guidance on your digital advertising strategy? Well, you're in luck. At Social Slingshot, we offer free 15-minute account audits to help you navigate this minefield. These quick but comprehensive audits are designed to provide you with valuable insights, personalized recommendations, and a clearer path to success. Whether you're struggling with ad performance, looking to optimize your campaigns, or just seeking some expert advice, our team is here to help. We'll review your current strategies, identify opportunities, and offer tips tailored to your brand. Don't let uncertainty hold your e-commerce business back. Take advantage of our free 15-minute account audits today. It's the first step towards maximizing your ad spend and crushing your competitors. To schedule your free audit, simply visit our website at www.socialslingshotau.com or send us a direct message on Instagram at Slingshot. Let's slingshot your sales together. Now, back to our episode. But what I what, what I get to do now is work on something different every single day, which is crazy, and that's what kind of sparks my joy. Yeah, for sure. And I I, I don't limit myself either within my service. Like I stick to e-commerce, but I don't yeah. have a particular niche. But mm-hmm. I know the strategies so well uh, that like I can apply it to pretty much anyone. And one of my best clients at the moment is like a chicken brand. That's like that <laughs> they sell like little drinkers and feeders to chickens. Yeah, uh, well, crazy. To the owners, not the yeah. actual chickens. But uh, like they're one of my best clients and I would have never have thought of going for that 
I'm like, yeah, yeah. when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this is, uh, how's this going to go? But yeah, they're absolutely crushing it. Which yeah, is it's always the most random ones. Like the, I'm, I've got my like client list up here that I keep kind of referring to, but my biggest client, as in the one that pays me the most, has a hundred followers on Instagram. So they're not like about growth. And it also doesn't mean that the amount of Instagram followers you have equals sales, right? Yeah. They're not about metrics. They don't, they don't want that many followers. They would honestly just be happy if a hundred of those people downloaded their app because that would be amazing for them, right? Um, so another misconception, I guess, is it's it's not exactly all about the follower count. I mean, I always aim for you would you look like a real brand when you have at least a thousand. Um, so a hundred is probably something that we're trying to build on, right? But yeah. if the client doesn't care, then that's just that's just my vanity metric, right? As like the social media manager and you know trying to share examples of an account with a potential client and them only seeing a hundred, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of a bit awkward. Like it's obviously <laughs> yeah. not working. Um, but on their end, they're absolutely happy with everything I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, f followers definitely don't um, yeah convert into sales all the time. Like I've just had to create new social media profiles because I think I'm shadow banned and for whatever reason, like my stories only get like 50 views. There's like a few thousand followers on there. So I'm just like dead. So <laughs> I've just like created a new one and like hopefully that, hopefully I get to like 300 followers and I have a much more engaged community yeah. rather than heaps of dead followers or bot accounts and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But I also think that a lot of people aren't commenting anymore. I mean, I know I have like a little mini strategy on TikTok where if I like a video, that means I'm going to recreate it. So I don't like hand out my likes very often because it's almost creating like a little library for me when I like a photo because I can go to my likes and I can be like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. So all my friends are always like, why don't you ever like my videos? I'm like, oh, I don't want to recreate your video. Um, yeah, I, also, I, I, I give out likes uh, like on like every single video, but the saves, <laughs> the saves I don't give out quite as easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yesterday I had like a photo shoot and there was three girls there and they all said to me, oh, how funny was your reel last night? And I was like, oh, weird because you didn't comment on that saying how funny yeah. was it? So when I got home, I had three comments saying, oh, haha, this is so funny knowing that, that I had already told them. So people still see them and people still do react, but I just don't think it's like converting to the keyboard. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Because when I go like back home and I'll go out, um, maybe I'll go to the footy or the pub or whatever, and I run into somebody like maybe seen a school mm -hmm. or used to live near or play footy with or something like, oh, yeah, I see you all the time on social media. I'm like, oh. I had no idea. So yeah, what are you trying yeah. to get out here? Like, <laughs> you don't like anything, obviously. So stop talking to me about it. Yeah. I think it's because there's just so much freaking content out now. It would literally be impossible to react to everything you've seen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, a couple of years ago, Instagram hit the like count. Um, so mm. they probably saw that kind of coming. But. Yeah, Instagram's Instagram's pretty hard these days with engagement, likes are down, comments are down, but also users are down because they're all over TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely made that shift. I spend a bit more time yeah. on TikTok than I should, but 
Yeah, I feel like um, with the engagement side of things as well, this is particularly true for ads. Um, if I get a client, like the first like 10 comments is the hardest. And then like, there's like another yeah. benchmark where it's like 50 and then it might be like 500. But as soon as you're like over 500, people just comment and tag and do whatever they don't care. Yeah. But if you're like, you don't want to be the first like three people yeah, to comment true. on a certain thing. And I've definitely true. noticed that with myself. I'm like, oh, do, do I want to be like seen commenting under this ad because I like, I'm going to be the only comment that actually pops up yeah, and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So but yeah, also I've got a, I mean, in terms of like me working with um, like paid advertisers, so the golf client that I have, there's there's me as the organic poster, and then we we have a digital guy as well, and he always on his ads, he's getting the most like vile comments, like about how crappy the bags are, or about how it's so expensive, or about you know how his swing is shit. And then all of my comments on the organic side is like, oh my god, I love this best bag ever. So do you find that there's like a, a difference? Do you always get negative comments on yours or are we just like targeting like the wrong people? <laughs> no, paid ads is a different game and I definitely get more hate comments on my ads, like for yeah. my own personal brand. Like I'll just have some random looking bloke, fat as fuck, just drinking beers <laughs> on his couch as his profile picture and he'll just comment like scam or something. But <laughs> like on the organics, it would just be yeah. like friendly comments and actual yeah, yeah. engagement and stuff like that. So yeah, diff paid ads uh, comments. Uh, yeah, a bit different. Maybe maybe I'll start organically commenting on your video saying scam. <laughs> just start just start baiting people when they're when they're um <laughs> hating on you. Just start baiting them. Drive yeah. up that engagement. It'll lower your yeah. CPMs. It'll re reach it more people. So TikTok is crazy for those types of comments though. It's yeah. like a different. It's a different field over there. With the, yeah, with the I, I feel Instagram's definitely a much nicer place than TikTok. Yeah, I almost feel like the crowd on Instagram is like a bit older now. Like Facebook yeah. is obviously just like grandmas now, but Instagram is like the mums and the dads. Yeah, and then TikTok seems to be like the younger. All these gen. meme profiles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So if um, someone is currently using a social media manager, what could they do to help out to get better results from your service? Um, images is a big thing, especially like a filing system sort of thing. So um, some of my clients are pretty good in terms of they get ongoing photography and that is absolutely amazing and they have a dropbox folder and it's all there and we can separate it when we've used it and then we know what's kind of you know what we still need to use and there's other clients who don't have any images at all as in not even like an iphone photo um or anything like that so it's really hard for the social media manager we can work it out for sure but it's really hard when we're trying to sell a product and we don't have any images of it now, you don't necessarily have to go to a big photographer and pay, you know, thousands of dollars to get the most amazing shots, right? Because these days it's all about UGC. It's all about, um, you know, natural photos. You can literally just get your iPhone and take a photo. You can send your social media manager the product and they will get content for you as well. Most of the time that does happen. Um, but, yeah, not giving them anything is usually the hardest the hardest thing for a social man media manager to do because you know we are expected to post and we're expected to find all this content out of thin air so if you're not really providing anything then it's it's going to be pretty hard 
And yeah. in the long run, you're going to be spending more money because it's going to take longer to you know build your brand. Yeah, I have a couple of clients that don't give me new content and they have very limited content and you, you just feel like you're creating the same stuff over and over again. And yes, you can change the copy or the design a little bit with graphics and stuff like that, but it does come very, very difficult once you sort of start running out of content. And it, yeah, it's, sure. it's not hard. You can just take like your iPhone photos and stuff like that, just put it in yeah. a different setting or whatever. It's not too hard. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like people get a bit, self-conscious as well when they're doing that it's like oh is this good or is it gonna work or whatever yeah i mean the best thing that i kind of do for most of my clients is we create a whatsapp group and it's not necessarily the business owner that is in it usually it's like you know the, uh, the shop employee you know the 22 year old something who is serving customers usually they are kind of they kind of have that mindset of like posting photos or they just made a coffee let's send it and it yeah. all kind of gets sent through this whatsapp and the WhatsApp app is available on my computer so I can just download it straight to my computer and it's kind of all there. So creating kind of like a little library system in WhatsApp is a, re is a really good idea if you're a social media manager and, you know, your clients and your heaps of photos. One, because you can kind of create that group and it doesn't necessarily have to be them, but also yeah. the quality is much better in WhatsApp than it is in like say your iMessage or just a, just your um, messages. Yeah. Um, and then the integration with the apps and everything, you know, available on the computer is just a bonus. Yeah, nice and easy. So um, once upon a time, I had a client, they had like 5,000 different images and it was just in one folder. And I was Ooh. like, what do you want me to do with this? Well, also, like, yeah, too, too many images is also <laughs> not a good thing either. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a headache. Every time we wanted to create something, we'd have to go digging through all these folders and yeah, we'd start to organize them and stuff. But holy, that was a nightmare. A lot of my, a lot of my job is like, not so much admin, but like trying to remember where everything is. Like one client might have a Dropbox, one client might have a OneDrive, one client might do the WhatsApp thing, one client might just send emails. Like it's absolutely crazy. So when I go in to create a month's worth of content for one client, it's like, okay, where's this one saved? Oh, okay, it's there. And then you have to kind of remember everything. So a lot of the time it is quite a lot of like admin work or like you have to have your processes in place just so that the work that you do is seamless. Otherwise, yeah. you're spending 20 minutes like searching Dropbox. Oh, is it is it in here? No, right, next one. <laughs> yeah, I have like all those like uh, creative folders and stuff like uh, bookmarked on my yeah. computer yeah. or Slack channel or wherever it is. So Yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes it is often hard to remember though, like, you know, bookmark the photos, bookmark the Canva template, bookmark yeah. the password, you know. There's so many different things that you have to like, bookmark in a place right so yeah. um i think as long as you kind of have a system for that then it'll be fine but you kind of need to learn from the mistakes that you made of not having the systems to actually create them yeah for sure and what are some of your other pet peeves when it comes to client requests or things that they do that annoy you um all my clients are pretty good actually often they will um like instagram dm me with a lot of their requests which I find, I find DMs a little bit more personal. I don't think they should be kind of about work. Um, I think it should be like an email or a WhatsApp thing. You know, WhatsApp if you want more of a, like an instant communication. But I have all Instagram notifications turned off. Um, so it can be annoying when like a client has said, oh, can we quickly, you know, change the post for tonight? 
you know, and I've only got really an hour to read it. I'm never going to read it. And then it's kind of, it kind of looks bad on me. Um, but no, that's just a boundary that I kind of have to set from the beginning that, you know, the Instagram DMs are for yay, like yay for posting the story or, you know, good job here and there. It doesn't necessarily, it shouldn't be about like the business things and how you communicate with your social media manager. Yeah, I, I hate that as well. I've had clients in the past that send like reels and stuff through Instagram. I'm like, we we have a folder for that. We have like a full swipe file. So we use foreplay for that to save all our creative inspiration. Oh, yeah. And that's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, just save it into there. Like it's not, it's quick, easy. Um, yeah. It doesn't take you any more time. It's probably even yeah. easier. And then like, yeah, you can obviously download it from there, but yeah, what are what are maybe some apps that you're using in your business that help speed up the process? Um, some apps. So I just I've I just spent a week kind of transferring everything over to make this system a little bit more seamless. I should have done this years ago, but last week is fine. Um, so all for scheduling. So for scheduling content, I was kind of using Meta Business Suite, but it is kind of really hard to get communication so they don't really they don't email you if a, fa if a post has failed you also can only schedule 28 days in advance you can't do comments in the first oh so many things wrong um but what I've done is I've I mean the only good thing was that it was free and when you're managing 23 accounts you don't really want to pay for a scheduling app because that's going to cost upwards of $500 but it is worth it in the end because everything all is in one system and I use Pally, which is really cool because it separates all the clients into kind of their own folder as well. So very different to like a, a scheduling app like Later. So Later you have all the media on the side and then you can kind of go between accounts. When you use Pally, the media is just specifically for the account. So you're kind of not scrolling through all of the media to find the client that you're working on. Um and I feel like it's just a lot easier. It's a lot easier to send um, all of the stuff to my clients to approve. I'm no longer using Google Sheets. I was a Google Sheets gal for about five years. Um, but I'm deleting that because it's going to save me about 45 minutes per client, which is like almost 16 hours a month, which is absolutely crazy. And it didn't really sound like a lot. Like I didn't think I needed this, you know, two months ago. But when you start doing the calculations, then... The $500 to pay for this to save 15 hours is totally, totally worth it. Um, so How did you come to that realization? Did you do some time tracking or did you have an external person that come in and say, like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, this was when I kind of started outsourcing some of the work to copywriters. Um, so what I found was that they were doing all of the amazing work in the Google sheet. And then I still had to go in and transfer it over to Meta Business Suite, right? Um, so I was, even though I was paying them to do the plan, I was still needing to kind of invest 45, half an hour, um, into putting it all over into, into the app where, yeah. Pally is really good. So I didn't even know that they had this feature. So Pally is from Melbourne. This is not affiliated, by the way. People keep asking me. I just actually really, really like them. So Soon, um, soon to be. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, no, but um, this guy named Tim, he lives in Melbourne and he's created this app for the social media managers and the clients to be able to kind of talk to each other, right? Um, so I was walking the dog one day and I sent him a voice note and I was like, hey, 
how cool would it be to be able to like if I was be able like able to create the content in directly in Pally and then share it to my clients and they're just like approve 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 and he was like great idea done and I was like what no way so I really like that this platform is something that you can DM your ideas to and he'll just fix it like that obviously if it's really good if it was a shit idea he would do yeah. it um, but in terms of later, which is what I was kind of religiously using for the first two years, you, you would send an email and you would get a reply two months later. <laughs> and I feel like they're not kind of in the system as well. Like, yes, they're massive on TikTok and they're massive on Instagram and they're really funny and their content is really cool. I don't think they're thinking about the, the link between social media managers and clients. Whereas Pally is because I'm sharing all the content plan and they have their own version of Pally as a client and I can see client approve, client comment, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I can go in and change it. And it's, it's a two minute thing instead of a 45 minute thing. Yeah, cool. That That's super powerful. I, I've used later in the past, but I always get frustrated with like the user interface. I'm like, it's just taking so much longer than it should. Yeah. So it is very similar as well. So, I mean, Met, later on Meta Business Suite, they would be the same because I'm doing the content plan in a Google Sheet. So whatever I'm using, even if I was using Pally, if I was if I was doing the content in Google and then transferring it over, I'd be still doing the 45 minutes time, right? So what I really liked is that I can actually skip Google Sheets altogether and just do it directly in Pally. And then the client still sees it. The client still sees all of the hashtags, the caption, the location, the image, and they have a chance to edit it. So it's it's literally just eliminating a process that I've been stupidly using for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Now, just before we finish up, we've gone a little bit over time already, but just before we finish up, where do you see the future of social media manager managers going? Like with AI taking over, like are you going to be replaced soon or like where where are you seeing that going? I... I don't think that we will be replaced. I think AI for the next five years is still going to have like, people are still going to be a bit wary about it. And I don't think that they would use it for their own socials or anything like that. Um, I'm not against social media managers actually using AI to, you know, build content for their clients. But still the goal for the client is to save time. And if they're still needing to use apps like ChatGBT and stuff, then they're still they're still working on that business that they could have just got the social media manager to do. Um, I might see it in terms of, you know, social media managers, if they're going to be using it, maybe it might be cheaper in the long run to get a social media manager because it is eliminating a lot of the time. But I don't think, I mean, I've played around with it quite a lot and I still feel like my brain works better in terms of like the strategy and all the images and what I create in Canva and stuff like that. So I think it's very exciting. I'm, I'm very excited to see what it brings, but I don't think we'll necessarily be replaced. Yeah, I, I'm the same on the Facebook ad side of things. Like, I, I like you asked ChatGPT, write me a Facebook ad strategy. I'm like, nobody use that. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure there are people out there that are. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm just like, no, nah, no way. I, I've got to write it from scratch because I've got so much experience over the last four years. I know what works and whatever ChatGPT is telling you to do on the Facebook ad strategy side of things, uh, don't, don't do it. Yeah, and I think I think it's good for a business to work with another human on the brand as well. Like if they're, yeah. if they're just using ChatGPT, then they could be a solo a solo business, like not literally talking to anyone ever. So I think it's really cool that, you know, we get to 
experience the world and you know come up with ideas and you know where I'm sure you do what I do and you kind of search TikTok and you search Instagram with like your business brain on you're like oh I could do that for a client next month oh that's a really cool ad I'll probably try and get inspiration from that for a potential client stuff like that right um so yeah I think I think it's I think it's still really good that um people are getting real humans to actually work on their brand yeah for sure. Now, just before we finish up, one more thing. Do you want to leave the listeners with any pieces of advice or maybe a hot take? Oh, um, get your products filmed in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think that if you are not utilizing video content now, I mean, you probably should have by this time, but if you're not using it and you are finding that your Instagram account is dead, then it's probably start to, it's probably, um, time to start testing it out. Um, if you are a cool brand and you're not on TikTok, you're definitely, definitely missing out. And if you don't think you're a cool brand, I think you could be a cool brand on TikTok. So the misconception we have is that um, it has to be perfect. And in Instagram, yes, I still get that feel where it kind of does have to be like a little bit perfect and perfect images and stuff like that. But TikTok is like rogue. You could like bring out your funny side. You could start doing um, some humor posts, some day in the life posts. Um, and what it's doing is it's really kind of it's it's getting the it's getting the customers in like introduced to the actual owner of the business. If you go on Instagram, you never really see the face of who owns a business. Whereas if you go on TikTok, you see them and you see what they're doing yeah. and their morning, you know, coffee order and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a cool little influencer type thing, but make it business. Yeah, I, re I really like that side of TikTok. Yeah, I think B-roll is definitely important or taking short little video clips. Um, yeah. That's something that I've been trying to do a bit more. And it's just so easy to go in and create, like just go to the Instagram templates or whatever. And it's just write a couple of captions over it. And it's so much better than posting an image all the time. Yeah, crazy. And always when you're taking a photo or you take a video out, never do this anymore. Always, <laughs> always film this way. I always see people send me videos of the landscape when everything is in portrait now. <laughs> so yeah. don't switch your phone over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. So thanks so much for coming on today, Ash. I really love this podcast. And just before we let you go, just want to give yourself a quick plug to your socials and just let people know how they can work with you if they wish. Yes. Um, the main is Instagram, which is Creative Cacti Media. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate the podcast. And yeah, if anyone needs a social media manager, I highly recommend Ash. Yay, thank you. Hey, D2C Slingshot listeners. Unfortunately, this episode has come to an end. If you did make it this far, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it. So how about hitting the thumbs up, leaving a comment, or even smashing subscribe. Any engagement or feedback truly helps us improve and grow. And remember, if you have any questions at all or insights you'd like to share, the best place to reach me is on Instagram at Lockie Social Slingshot. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.